BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's also like having a baby, but also like, don't you feel a little disconnected from time? Just like with what's going on in the world. Like, don't you feel like removed from a traditional timeline? Like you're just kind of like in this nebulous, like, like I had a baby, you're living at home, like you have a job. Like it just feels like nothing is normal anymore. No. And we were already dealing with pandemic and now there's a war. There's a war. It's just like, yeah, it's tough out there. Everything's falling apart. You like, you're like, I haven't worn pants in two years. I'll be honest. <laughs> I wear pants. You, I wear jeans all the time. And I remember when the pandemic started, people were like, I'm not wearing hard pants. I was like, I wear jeans every day of my life. I'm gonna wear jeans in my grave. Um, you won't have the choice unless you die while wearing jeans. But also. That was like the big joke when the pandemic started. Like, oh, I got to put on pants for this. I'm not wearing pants. Pants, pants, pants. I bought my first pair of jeans recently. And and I felt like that I, because I haven't, because I was pregnant for so long and maternity jeans are, they were too tight. Anyway, mm-hmm. felt really good about that. Do they look as good as they always did? No, but they're black jeans. They're black, uh, skinny, skinny leg, high rise, millennial denim. And and I'm like, I'm not giving up. And people are like, you pry my jeans out of my cold, dead hands. And I'm like, yeah, you pry these tight black jeans out of my cold, dead clam. And I'm like, why is no one saying cold, dead clam? See? I, what? Because they shouldn't be. Well. Back at equilibrium for this show. The balance of the universe has been restored with the sixth infinity stone, which was a clam joke. Kick it. You're so proud that you've watched all the Marvel movies. It's so sad. It's such a mom thing. Like, I'm caught up. But on stage, when I make an Infinity Stone reference, people lose their mind. How? Is that just your whole act now is Marvel references? Okay. Do you want to hear the evolution of a joke? Do you want to hear how a joke? Okay. Okay. So my daughter is a very normal baby. Actually, that's not true. She's very smart. But Okay. You know, I, I you don't want to get up there and be like, wow, my daughter shits vertically. Like, oh my God. Because I've noticed when you bring it up, people kind of cringe when you talk about babies, like having like loose poop. And Noah is like, don't talk, don't say she has diarrhea. He's like, because she doesn't. It's just baby poop. But I'm like, but explosive diarrhea is very funny. And he's like, but don't say that about her because that's, so we're very careful about like what we put on her anyway. Um, 
sometimes babies go to the bathroom and it's just like, oh my God, it's just like this little yellow river. And so he was joking about how it was so much was coming out the other day. He, he's like, I'm holding her. And like, you hear like, and he's like, it's so deep that he's like, I could have sworn I heard like, Noah, Noah, like a demon is coming through her butthole, <laughs> which the idea that a demon would try be trying to contact the sweetest man ever, like Noah, Noah, help me. <laughs> like poltergeist, right? So I thought that was so funny that he did a voice like Noah, like it's coming through your daughter's butt. So I was like, I'm going to take that and say it on stage. And so I did it and nobody laughed. I'm like, Eliza. And I'm like, oh, she put, you know, and people didn't laugh. And then I was like, how can I get them to laugh at this? And the other day I said, Eliza, find me the sixth infinity stone. And then they laughed. And I was like, so it's worth it. I tacked on a little bit of pop culture. Do you think at that point they're just laughing because they are like, I know that. Yes. A lot of laughing is from recognition. Like when you cite a name or a source, people are like, I have heard of that as well, Infinity Stone, and you're a girl saying it, even more novel. That's how you break down a joke. That's how I get all those little chuckles out of men. If I say a word like carburetor, they're like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. I don't, but that doesn't matter. I don't need to know cars to make a joke about cars. And I don't need to know you to give you life advice. Now kick it. Hi, Liza and team. I've had some coffee. I recently was asked to be a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding. Yay. I'm coming in late in the game as I was chosen because another bridesmaid is now unable to attend. Oh, I thought she was going to say like, because I'm 65. (laughs) I'm totally fine being an alternate. We're not lifelong friends. So no weird feelings about it. My question, what can I do to be a great bridesmaid? Mm. I want to be helpful and make her day less stressful. (gasps) We live in different states and she's not expecting me to come to the bridal shower as it would be a 12 hour drive round trip. Since I'm joining late, she's already had a mini bachelorette trip I didn't join. Any ideas of ways I can be the best bridesmaid ever? You might be the only person to ask this question. I really thought this was going to be like, and I don't want to go, and she's kind of a bitch, and I had too many nachos. I don't feel, how do I back out of it? But I applaud your plum. And so when you get there, you say joining late, like you're just coming in the day of the wedding? What is she? No, so she was added like, there was another bridesmaid who dropped out. So she's a replacement bridesmaid. Okay. There's not a lot for you to do, but day of you can, there's probably a a maid of honor, like organizing stuff, but you just go up to that maid of honor and be like, how can I help? How can I be of service? You know, like whatever you can do to create a calming environment. Can you order up a bottle of champagne? Can you bring cupcakes? You know, is there something you want to pay for? If not, you just need to be supportive and you need to look that bride in the eye and be like, whatever you need, I got you but she probably doesn't need anything. So here's the truth. Just don't be a fucking pain in the ass. Like, just don't be wasted. Just don't leave your best friend's wedding early because you're selfish and on drugs. Just don't make it about you. And you just be there to help fluff her her dress, her goose, uh, help her to the bathroom. That's what you'd be like. I'm here to be a team player. They don't really need you to do a lot other than to not fuck up. Yeah, and you already have the right mindset and that like, this isn't about you. You're there for support. Also, that's really nice of you that you're already thinking about it. Whatever dress she gave you, make sure you accidentally forget it and wear only white. Um, And just make sure you dance with the groom first. Kick it. Love the podcast. Listen every week. I have a friend question. A group of friends and I go to trivia every week where the prize is money coupons to use at the bar or bistro. Wait, money? Team pools? Money coupons? Money coupon. You mean dollars? Like dollar bills? I assume they mean gift certificates. Okay. <laughs> money coupons? 
<laughs> I am not. I am definitely not a Russian sleeper cell. Please, American, give me your money coupons. My team pools the winnings so we can have a bit of the party at the end of the year. Last year, because of COVID, we didn't have the party and we divided the coupon pool, $75 each. Oh, wow. They're winning a lot. Yeah. I couldn't attend trivia that week because of work, but a friend apparently said she would take them and give them to me. When we started going again this year, I asked about the prize money and they said she had taken it to give to me. I asked her where it was and she said she had given it to my boyfriend who had then spent it. But he has never attended trivia without me as it is my group of friends. I pointed this out to her and she finally admitted that she spent it on drinks at the bar with another friend, both her own winnings and mine. She's apologized to me and offered to pay me back using money, but she's a single mother going through a divorce with mental health issues and I don't want to take her cash. I feel hurt that she initially lied and probably wouldn't have told me if I didn't ask. Now I feel like I can't trust her. Prior to this, I've been supportive, having her at my house and keeping her company through a tough time. We've been friends for 18 years, but I don't know if the friendship is worth the effort. Do I stay on the trivia team with her and keep my distance or just find a different Wednesday night activity like Pilates? That's so that's so crazy. Oh, I was going to say that's so hard. Also, I'm sorry. The mental health thing are we are we making it so that people who have real mental health issues like can't talk about them because everyone is saying they have a mental health issue? Everyone has some sort of mental but like how bad is it that that is a defining feature of this person? That's my question. Um I can okay, let me just say this. She had this money, which is not real money. So it's maybe like a little bit easier to spend. She held on to it for a very long time, right? It sounds like she said she would take it and give it to our question asker. But it sounds like what happened is she took it and spent it. No. I would guess pretty immediately. Immediately. Like, I don't know if you said something about COVID. So why do I feel like... They just, why can't this, I under girl, why can't I listen to anything? Like why do I have to rely on you to like break down the text? The girl who asked the question wasn't there when they split up the, the okay. money and then she hadn't been in a little bit. So she finally went back and was like, "Hey guys, where's my portion?" And they were like, "Oh, she gave it to you." I don't know. Part of me is like you knew that they were splitting this up. Like part of me is like you sh- look, this woman shouldn't have done it, but also you should have come for your money a lot quicker especially because it's like monopoly money and because it's like a friend thing. There is part of her that's like, why isn't this girl asking me for this? Like, how long am I supposed to hold this for her? So I guess because it's not real money, it seemed like less of a big deal to her. Um, It seems like something, I mean, she's offered to pay you back. So you just feel bad about that because you know it's kind of petty. Because at the end of the day, it was $70 to you, but like, okay, so you can get buffalo cauliflower somewhere else. Right. And it was $70 that were only good there. So if this girl gives her 70 real dollars, like that's more valuable yeah. than the 70 buffalo dollars. Right. Which you don't want to take buffalo dollars. I just, it's, t- it's tough because you're like, look, I'm not tacky. I just think it's weird. I think you're bothered that she lied. But you know, if one of her like crowning jewels in her issues is that she has genuine mental health, she's probably embarrassed. So I think the only way forward, especially if you have to be on a team with her, because you don't want to not go to trivia. You want to get that buffalo cauliflower and chocotini. So I say, be like, all right, buy me a drink. Let's talk about it. Like, do you want to be friends with her? Or are you so upset? Because you can be like, why don't you buy me a drink? And like, let's talk about it because I want to be cool with you and like give her the chance to be a person. 
Otherwise, yeah. this is just so weird. And I don't think anyone's ever asked advice about anything close to this. Like, what? Are, what's the textbook answer for like a single crazy person mom spent all of my like quesadilla money on like <laughs> espresso martinis at a pub? Like, I... But it's... The problem to me is also, number one, I mean, obviously it's not cool that she kept it, but like, let's say she screwed up. Then she was like, uh, she thought that this girl would never ask for it or whatever. The real problem to me is her being like, oh, your boyfriend has it and he spent it. And it's like, what are you talking about? My boyfriend wasn't here. Like she was really trying to get someone else in trouble to save herself. And that's not cool. But also like that she is insane because did she think she was going to be like, I'll blame the boyfriend. And he'd be like, I'll take the fall. That's so, so she's obviously crazy. I think the issue is more that you don't want to be friends with someone that like, there's something wrong with her and you may not want to, if you've been friends for 18 years, obviously everything was fine. I mean, you either lay it all out, have her buy you a drink or you move teams, but then you're letting her dictate your happiness. I vote Mm -hmm. you get a drink and be like, why did you do that? Do you want to talk about it? But if you don't be friends with her, then you just stay on the team and turn everyone against her and make it super weird for her. That's what most women would do. You might just have to let it go. Yeah, never miss. (laughs) Never miss when they're divvying up the winnings. Also, never let someone hold your money. Because my friend Jamie, who sometimes listens to this podcast, and my friend Calissa, who listens to my podcast, my only friend listens to it, who knows Jamie, will tell you that Jamie and I go to the same dry cleaner, and Jamie dropped off a pair of gray tweed wool pants and never came back for them. And every time I go to that dry cleaner, the lady says to me, we have your friend's pants. And they're still there. And this is years later. And I, I'm like, Jamie, you got to go get those pants. She's like, I'm going to, I'm in the desert. Jamie, it's been five years. And if they've given away those pants or if I'm wearing them right now, there's nothing anyone can do about it. <laughs> get your pants. It's not other people's job to hold on to your shit. Pants. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an Android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app. 
with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic pared down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. I'm ready. Longtime listener, big fan, first-time question asker. So I started dating a guy a few months ago, and it has been going great. He's wonderful. I've met his family and friends, and he's met mine. No complaints, except his best friend is a girl, a beautiful one at that. Uh For context, I'm 35, he's 31, and she's 25. They are very close. They text multiple times daily, phone calls, pictures back and forth, etc. They hang out on occasion. I've asked him about it and he says they are strictly friends. It would never be anything more. He's totally understanding when I bring it up and doesn't get mad or defensive about it. He's open with me when he talks to her and doesn't hide anything. I've hung out with her many times and she's nothing but nice to me and seems very happy for me and him. She's currently single, but was dating one of his good friends for a few years. They just broke up a few months ago. He says that his friend never had a problem with them being close friends. Just seems like they're always talking and he is regularly talking about her when we hang out. I want to be okay with it, but I'm having a hard time. Is this something I'm going to get used to and it really is just platonic or could there be something more happening here? Did they ever hook up? Not that people can't be friends, but- No. Okay, can I just say this? It made me cringe, but then I realized I have that friend. My friend Greg is so old. (laughs) No, I am that 25-year-old to Greg. And he is my, probably my best friend, one of my best friends, but also my publicist. But Greg, no, he's not 52. Yeah. I want to say Greg's age on this show. Sorry. Sorry, Greg. Sorry, old Greg. Remember from Room? The Room? (laughs) Which one? Which one's the real one with Brie Larson? No, old Greg is that clip that. That's what she called that green thing. Old Greg is the guy that like raped her multiple times in that room. They called him old Greg. Okay. So not the point. We're not turning this into tasteless, Emily. Uh, Greg is... Anyway, he's 52-ish. I just turned 39. Um, so let's... Yeah, so that's that's an age gap, right? I'm trying to do the math in my head. Um, so that's about the same. And I have... We've never hooked up. We have been like close friends since 
I was on Excused, which is when he came on as my publicist. So that was when I was like, I don't know, like 27, 28, um, never hooked up. And he's dated multiple women who have been like, what's the deal with you and Eliza? And he's like, we are just friends. Like I was at like a funeral and like a family member's funeral. I know his daughter, like we're close. So it is a little unfair because women inherently, you don't trust him and you don't trust her. Like we inherently don't trust other women, but like, and it actually, you know, he's, he's broken up with a girl, not because of me, but because she was jealous. And now he's with a woman who, uh, I, I imagine when he started dating the girl that he's with now, who's great, that she was like, okay, who's this other girl? Granted, I'm married, but it is still that thing where it's like, because he and I text all day long and sorry, this is like a rambling thing. My point is I've been that 25-year-old girl. It's still the same age difference. Yeah. And I still was friends with Greg when he was dating women who thought it was weird. So mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here and be like, just trust her, love it. And then it like bites you in the ass. But here's the thing. If neither of them have given you a reason to mistrust either of them, you've got to be the bigger person and it will help you grow so much. And hopefully she's cool versus just like a hot 25-year-old that's an idiot. Um Maybe you can see what he sees in her. Does she like tick a box? Like Greg and I laugh about stuff that, that like, it's just, we have like a free hand. Sometimes people just have a way that they talk with each other. And maybe he and that girl talk about stuff that you don't want to talk about with your boyfriend. So if they haven't given you a reason, great. Maybe you spend time with her and see what's so great about her. And maybe she'll like fall in love with you too. But having been that girl, it is such an indictment on my character when women are just like, so what's the deal? Like, I remember we went to dinner one time with some girl he was dating and I looked at her and I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. Do you want to come with me? She was like, okay. So we go and she was older than me and I must, you know, this was years ago and I was like, do you want to take a selfie? And she comes back and reports back to him. She's like, why did she want to take a selfie with me in the bathroom? Like, why did she want to do it? And I'm like, I was just trying to be nice to you, hooker. Like, I don't even fucking care. I take selfies all day long. So be the bigger woman. Let that cycle of mistrusting women end with you until you find out they fucked. And then you can go ham. Go get ham. You go get ham. I'm just saying, I've been that girl, so I have a unique perspective on this one. I'm so young. There you go. I'm so young. So young. Okay. Hi, Eliza. Yeah. <laughs> right. I love your comedy and I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've only had coffee today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love your comedy and I just want to let you know that I enjoy always leaving your show or whatever platform you speak on feeling like I've learned something new. I don't ever feel dumber after having listened to you. Thank you. Gracias. I need to give you context before I ask my question. I had a best friend since fifth grade. I am 36 now and we stopped talking maybe three or four years ago. The incident. My husband and I always travel with our daughters for Xmas every year and need to find house slash dog sitter during the week. This particular year, I had three friends lined up to take shifts. The best friend, we'll call her Audrey, was set to come over Christmas Eve to feed water and let my dog out. On Christmas morning, I text Audrey to see how things are and she let me know everything was good. The dog ate, did her business, and is great. She's now going to spend the day with her family and be back to my house later. Mid-morning on Christmas, and I'm not exactly sure what prompted my husband to check our alarm system, but he did. (gasps) He checked the door sensors and videos in our home and never saw Audrey come to our house. The last time anyone was at our house was when friend number one left her shift on Xmas, Christmas Eve morning. Audrey made up the whole story about coming to our house and taking care of my dog. It had now been a full 24 hours since anyone had been with my dog. I won't go into my feelings on that because I would go on a tangent. My husband and I are obviously mad. I don't know what to do or how to handle. So I just fall 
call my brother and he goes over to my house and takes over. I never say anything to Audrey. I just tell her my brother can now take over her shift. After that, I never spoke to Audrey about anything. It was just radio silence for both of us for about a year. I got drunk one night and texted her and told her how I felt and she apologized. Yeah. But after that, it was still silent between us. My yeah. question. It's weird. Audrey is my best friend since fifth grade. We were like sisters. Do I try after four years to reach out to her? She hasn't tried, so is it worth my time? I only recently thought of her because my oldest daughter asked about her and asked why she hasn't seen her. My oldest loved her. Thanks for your thoughts. Okay. No, you're shaking your head, Emily. <laughs> like, you look like a horse just now. Like, you reared back and... <laughs> 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 um... I think the fact that you're even asking means you do want to reach out to her. I think you miss her. And I can tell you when something weird happens, like there's a rift that divides people, you know, you always, there's that part of you that wants to go back and be like, hey, like what happened? Audrey's probably really embarrassed that she fucked up and it was further compounded by time. You know, like, she was so embarrassed and she apologized, but she's, she just feels really bad. I think it's worth you reaching out and being the bigger person and being like, hey, because here's what you want to do. You want to find out like, did something happen that day? Do you not want to be friends? The way she reacts to this olive branch, it's not even an olive branch. It's just like a little scoop of tapenade. The way she reacts to this will be indic- will let you know what her feelings are toward you. If she doesn't write back, then fuck this girl and her lack of communication. And if she does and she she give her the chance to be like, I fucked up and I was so embarrassed. And then I didn't, we didn't talk a lot of times when you just don't talk, it just makes it easier to be like, well, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, I think about things that I've done or that people have done or things that, yeah, that I've done where I'm like, oh, I probably didn't act my best, but then they never reached out. So I just kind of think about it once in a while. And I'd love to say, hey, sorry, I made a mistake. Or I'd love someone to apologize for me for their mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the fact that your daughter asked and the fact that you're even entertaining it versus like hard pass, fuck her, you know? And the dog was fine versus, I mean, God forbid something horrible happened, then you could really have a reason. But I think there's still some love between you and Audrey. I would never forgive Audrey. What about Audrey too? And you just feed her a little <laughs> bit of blood and she'd be so happy. But that's also why I don't trust people I know to watch my cat. I only trust the government. It's, you know what? Blanche was such a beautiful dog, but nobody knew that if you left her alone, she would rip up your bed and poop in it. And a couple of friends learned that the hard way. So it was really hard to get someone to watch her because she was a demanding woman. Yeah, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, or she would scratch her little nails to the bone. She was not cool with being alone. I will say, now what I say to people is, like, if we needed to leave Tianfu... Not that we ever do because Noah's here, but it's like, come stay at my house. You can use my pool and I'll let you sleep in my bed and you can live in a house for the weekend and you have to take care of this Chinese woman. And everybody, mostly just my mother-in-law says yes. Yeah. <laughs> the pool is probably your biggest asset. Yeah, but I feel like it's less of an asset to say you can sleep in my bed. It's a big bed, but also, it, what if I like gave it away to like fans? Like, come sleep in my bed. <laughs> Take care of my dog. Who wouldn't want it? I know a couple of lunatics who would love to do that. But also what people don't know is it takes hours to heat a pool. So like you're like, ooh, cool, a pool. Like even on the hottest day, you still kind of need to heat the pool. So joke's on you because I didn't heat it. And I don't know how it works on the app. So good luck. (laughs) Good luck getting a hold of Noah. (laughs) Good luck. Uh, Hi, Eliza, Emily, Teeny Cheeny, and Baby Pink Tree Frog. I have a doozy. 
My husband and I were married in October 2021. My parents and sister, also my maid of honor, have not given us a gift, not even a card or Wait, contact. parents and... And sister. I was trying to remember when October of 2020. I was like, did we already have October? I was like trying to remember. Four months ago. Your husband I've parents and sister have not given you anything. My family isn't super well off, but they're not poor. They did not contribute monetarily to our wedding, which is fine. And my younger sister is 27 and has a job. So I know she could have given one. I paid for hair and makeup for my mom and sister, jewelry for them to wear a day of, my dad's tie, et cetera. I just feel hurt and upset that no one from my immediate family got us any sort of gift at all. It feels like they kind of freeloaded off of the wedding. And it's not like I expect a grand gift, but a card for your oldest daughter and her husband and something would have been nice. At our wedding, my mom said something to the effect of, we forgot your card and gift at home and never mentioned it again. She also said my sister would be giving a gift, but nothing. How do I approach this? Do I ask them for a gift? Do I say anything? Do I just suck it up? Help. I feel so awkward. Love, Tina and husband, John. Tina and Gina, listen. First of all, what kind of jewelry are you buying people? Like, you're- Maybe loaning them jewelry? No, it sounds like she like went to like a Claire's and she was like, grab one of those earring cards and and tee off. Everybody has the same thing. Um- you absolutely, look, speaking as someone who gets a lot of gifts and I enjoy getting presents and I've structured my life cosmically to where like I can look forward to getting gifts all the time. Um, not even just from fans, but like, which is incredible, but like, I don't know. Why not live every, why not live life like every couple of days is your birthday? Mm. You know, it's my, it's maybe the baby and then it's my birthday and it's Valentine's Day and then maybe a special comes out. Always getting flowers and I need it. Mm-hmm. I need it. And so you definitely should say something. That is so fucking weird. And I think you sit down just real quick or just, God, I wish this was like a live show and we could have you text them and just be like, you know, if you really want to make it less uh, uncomfortable, so more comfortable, you can just be like, Mm -hmm. hey, we're just getting around to sending out our final round of thank you cards. And it occurred to me that I never got your gift because you have a year to thank people. Yeah. You could say that. I'm holding one of my thank you cards right here from the baby. Um, you could say that. If they hadn't if they hadn't said anything and they just hadn't brought a gift, I would have thought in my mind like, okay, they can't afford a gift. They're like, whatever, fine. I'm not going to say anything. But the fact that they said, yes. oh, we forgot your yes. card and gift at home. That's the egregious part of their actions. Like I, that they lied. It comes down to embarrassment. This is like a theme now. Like, like all these questions is people like just being embarrassed. And the truth is like your mom's probably embarrassed that she couldn't give you stuff. And you're a little pissed that you like shelled out for a couple things. It sounds like your parents are poor versus like not well. like, And that's okay. Yeah. But they created an expectation. And I think your bigger issue is the lack of acknowledgement, like a card or like here are 10 tips for Flowers. how to like keep your husband super horned up through the years. Ugh. Something. And it's the lack of acknowledgement. And so I think it sucks that you have to say it because now if they give you a gift, you're like, no, I don't need a Marshall's gift card, but thank you. So create a space, just sit with them and be like, I just want to say that it felt, it really hurt. Not so much that you didn't give a gift, but like not a card or anything. And you said you had a gift. So where is, you know, like you don't want to make her feel bad, but you feel bad. What about your feelings? So just say something. You don't have to feel awkward. Start with the parents because your sister, who cares? Start with the parents. And by the way, the sister didn't give a gift because those are her parents and her parents set that precedent. So she probably didn't even know. Yeah. She didn't know any better. 
talk to your parents and be like, you guys didn't give me a card. I didn't get like a homemade sign, a mug. And it just kind of made me feel bad. And then if they are weird, you can be like, you know, I paid for so much that day and I just kind of felt left in the lurch. So don't forget you have feelings too. And I bet your mom thinks about it a lot. I bet she feels really bad. So have a real discussion. That way you can like read her facial expression and you can hug after. Unless she's just a total bitch. She's just like, I gave you the gift of life and you gave me these diamondique earrings. Or she pulls out a gift and is like, whoops, I forgot. Here you go. Here's your Taco Bell gift card. <laughs> Here's your, I have, yeah, she, what if she's like, I've got $70 in bar bucks to give you, <laughs> what do they call it? Coupon money? Yeah, money coupons. She's like, you can get any half soup, half app, half off. So, oh. Mm, half syrup. But your All soup's right. at the bottom. I get the soup at the top. (laughs) Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hey there, Liza everybody. I got COVID the week of your Denver show and was so bummed to miss out because I've only heard great things and it makes me so sad. You missed a huge two shows. Just so you know, it was awesome and I was in fuego. Yeah. I listen to this podcast every week, but this is my first time sending in a question. I was wondering what kind of reception Sierra May has gotten from her uncles, aunts, and grandparents. I'm going back to Dallas for the first time in years and it'll be the first time meeting my four nieces. Two are my sisters and two are my stepsisters. Was wondering if there was anything special your family has done as gifts, actions, ideas that you appreciated as a new mom. Appreciate any suggestions. You can give this gunkle, hoping I catch your next door. Gunkle! Uh, nobody gave her. I mean, what? What's the question? So (laughs) when he's going to meet these babies for the first time, like, is there anything when people have met Sierra that you've been like, oh, that was nice. Like, did they do anything special or Uh, are you just excited for them to meet her? I don't know about do anything special. I mean, like, Noah's mom who lives in LA, uh, so her, so Sierra's grandma knit her like a little baby sweater with like mother of pearl heart buttons and she also knit one for her cousin who's about to be born and Sierra's a girl the other one's mm-hmm. a boy so those match it was like from the heart um mm-hmm. it, it's more my mom painted a mural that I asked her to paint on Sierra's wall I definitely didn't expect gifts or anything I mean people bought like the grandparents bought like a high chair or like a stroller mm-hmm. you know I don't know I guess I'm not the fact that you're meeting them is important enough if they're kids you want to win them over with garbage of course 
It's, yeah. you know, and like one family member, I think they gave us like a plant that had like Sierra's name on the pot. Like, oh, she gave like a Greek evil eye ward off, like a little charm. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about like getting stuff that is so quintessentially them versus mm-hmm. like three wise men bringing like myrrh and mm-hmm. chocolate and gold, whatever was in the Bible. So chocolate i don't know about whatever the gift is it should be so specifically of you and that can be a card that can be a poem that can be a maserati like whatever but i was just excited enough i was just excited that she could meet them because it's so nice to have all your grandparents and all your family Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i don't know there's nothing you have to do the fact that you're meeting them is enough but you if they're kids you definitely want to win them over with crystals with crystals and dirt Actually, that's a pretty good idea. My favorite thing is the mural that my mom painted because my mom used to paint mm-hmm. murals on my wall and I think it'll be a nice thing that Sierra tries to paint over when she's 13. And I'll say, no, your Nana painted that. And when she comes over with her cryogenically frozen head in a jar and sees what you've done, Nana's going to be mad from Jupiter where she lives. <laughs> anyway. Hello, gang. Oh, wait, one more. I just watched. Wait, oh. that doesn't. Well, I will tell you, my mom kept meticulous notes about me. Not like lab notes, but like baby books. And she gave me those baby books to read. Oh, that's nice. I didn't read them, but I have them and I will read them. But it okay. it inspired me to make my own baby albums and keep a Google Doc of baby thoughts, which I haven't updated. Okay. 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 <laughs> Hello, gang. I just watched Eliza's entire IG story from last night, Monday 221, the dating show, IDK. And my question is, where did you get that amazing tree ring area rug? I'm guessing it's supposed to be a redwood. It's amazing. Please tell me. <laughs> okay, you want to know? Sure. I got it at roche Bobois, And uh, people are going to be angry when they see how much I paid for that tree rug. But I saw it and I love nature. And I was like, I mm-hmm. need to have this rug. So when I decorated this house, which I had never done with any of my other homes my homes. Um, that's where I got it. roche Bois. What's the other st- furniture right. store? Oh, or is it, I never know Ooh. if it's Linier Rosé or Ligny Rosé. I don't know, but uh, it's roche Bois. Okay. Could say roche Bois, but I think it's wrong. roche Bobo. I actually have a second question I've been holding on to for a bit. My fiance's dad has actively and blatantly made it very clear he doesn't like me. I don't actually give a crap. We're happy and has called me a manipulative gold digging whore on Ooh. many occasions. Oh my he, God, are you? He he has said that he will come to the wedding. My guess is for fear of missing out on a fairly important moment in his son's life, but that he doesn't approve of it. My fiance is very hurt by these things and has always sought his dad's approval slash validation. Like even just a good job once in a while would help, but he's getting fed up with the negativity and starting to process that he's not going to have that kind of relationship for a while, if ever, with his dad. So A, how would you support, encourage, comfort said fiance while he's basically mourning this loss? And B, how would you handle the dad coming to the wedding? I have my ideas and I've reserved the right to open my mouth and actually say what I'm thinking, but I would also like to preserve any chance of him having a healthy relationship down the road with his dad without being a quiet mouse that just takes the verbal abuse. Thanks. I hope you're excited about getting back out on stage and I'm living vicariously on the baby front for now. She's so sweet. Congrats. P.S. The dad isn't that rich. He's just comfortably well off in my books. Because you have so much money from all the other guys that you swindled. Well, so there's no there's no reason to gold dig, I guess, is the... I just think... Um, I guess my question is, are you? No. Why does he think that? 
It sounds like he thinks she, he's called her a whore. He's called her all kinds of things. Oh, I think gold I digger mean, is just an insult you call women. For sure. For digger. sure. I mean, there's definitely, look, look, you can be called a whore as a woman because you like returned a salad. Like it has nothing to do with sexuality. Um, and that's so offensive if you truly are not those things, like if you are a good person and he's just awful, I'm I'm wondering what the root of it is. Is this like a cultural difference? Is this something you did? Like, I'm just wondering, does this guy just regularly tee off on all women? Like, is it all women and you don't need to, or is it you? And if so, yeah. what was the inciting incident? And if there truly wasn't one, then you just have to be like, oh no, there's something wrong with your dad. Um, uh-huh. But- you are within your rights to be like, to like call a family meeting and be like, we're having this wedding. You don't have that much money. Uh, I don't need your husband's money. Even if you do, by the way, like even if you are not someone with a job and that's okay too. If like, you're like, I'm just, I'm going to be a wife and I'm going to run your life and you make the money. That's okay too. I'm wondering why he's saying this. And if it's a generational thing, but calling you a whore, like the fact that your dad, your, your dad, your husband didn't like knock his block off is a little weird. Is your husband a little bit of like a daddy's boy? There's like yeah, a lot he really wrong wants his approval. Sure, we all want our parents' approval. I'm just wondering, why can't you sit down and be like, we're going to have this wedding. I want us all to come together to figure out a way for you to stop calling me a whore because it's really unacceptable. You know? And just say like, there's also that thing where unfortunately you have nothing to prove, but like over time, like you just being like a good wife and loving the son will show the dad like, hey, you were wrong. But you don't have that kind of time right now. And you don't want to feel uncomfortable at your wedding day. So I would grow a pair if I were you. Here's what I would do. Here's what Eliza would do versus what I'm telling you to do. And I would say, I love my husband. And we want to have a lovely wedding. And of course, we want you to be there. I want, my hu- I want you to be there for my husband. But you should just know, and this guy's not going to like it, um, calling me names, it's unacceptable. And if you cannot accept the fact that I love your son and we're going to be doing this, then don't come to the wedding. I want you there. I would love to have a relationship with you. This is me opening that now. But I do not need that kind of pressure because I have enough pressure from being a gold digging whore. So, I mean, the the overarching theme here is like people are so uncomfortable. They're totally okay with being uncomfortable. And all of you girls are like, I don't want to make it uncomfortable, but you're already uncomfortable. Like, why are we yeah. so used to being like, I feel like shit, but I don't want to make others feel bad. Fucking, I, I don't go around making people feel bad for the sport of it. But like, what about your feelings, especially if you did nothing wrong? Yeah. Say something to him. This person is not as big and scary as you think. So be yeah, like- what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Go back to his other like mid-level management buddies- on his like shitty golf course that's like next to the airport where they think they're like McMillionaires. Say something. It can't get any worse than him calling you a gold digging whore. Where's your dad, by the way? Where's your husband? Where are the men in your life that are supposed to like love and support you? Why are you, why is this? Yeah. When your future father-in-law is saying these things to you as your husband just like, well, I really want my dad to like me. In which case, what's happening? Like he's saying, I will not support your wedding. I do not like you. In front of your husband and your your future husband's just like, okay, oh, daddy. Okay. By the way, you can say yeah. to him, I don't need your support. Is the dad paying for the wedding? Like, Sounds like what? not. Okay, so they'd be like, we don't need your support. We would love to have you there, but we're paying for this wedding. Like, I don't know where all the finances lie. Uh, I paid for my own wedding, even though nobody was challenging me on stuff. I brought it up all the time. Um, 
There's also the version where you treat him like a man and you'd be like, I want to talk to you like an adult. Let's go out for coffee and let's hash this out. I would really mm-hmm. like to know where you're coming from and where you get off calling me these names because I've been nothing but respectful to you. But that can end now if you don't yeah. want to meet me halfway. Yeah. Whatever your name is, lady, the girl I'm talking to right now, you got to be okay with saying this isn't okay. There's no mm-hmm. reason to like, for the peace, keep it quiet. He is calling you a whore. Yeah. And like, yeah, sticks and stones, whatever. But like, that's that's just men using like the litany of sexually insulting things that women get called. There's nothing like that for guys. Yeah. And you'd be like, I'm here to marry your son and I'm going to blow him and all of his friends. I am, the, I am a gold digging here and you're going to pay me for it. Oh boy. I don't know. Fuck Great. that guy. Unless you did something and you're not telling us, which I think there, you did. No. I think you did something. do something. Yeah. It's definitely a thing where anytime a woman likes a guy with money, it's like, what's wrong with her? And it's like, how about the fact that this guy has money to attract women? Takes two to tango. Yeah. yeah. Unless you are a gold digging. Okay. Unless like your husband's like secretly 90 and you're like 25, but I don't know. Then the dad definitely and his is. his dad is. The dad definitely is crazy. And he's like, get out of here. Yeah, he's got dementia. So let him, okay. Dear Eliza, Emily, and the rest, I am desperate to ask your advice. But first, I want to thank you for your no-nonsense approach and also congratulate you on the birth of your daughter. I'm delighted for you and Noah and want to thank you for making me feel brave enough to do it too. Ooh. To that end, my problem, I am expecting my first baby. It's early days yet, but I'm already struggling to set and keep healthy boundaries between myself and my husband and our respective parents. My own parents are very wonderful, but are self-confessed helpers and have a talent for interfering, generally bulldozing in and quote, helping where they've not been asked to. My mother in particular is causing me real stress and anxiety. Yeah. Last week, I tried to have a come to Jesus with her and thought it went really well. And we talked about how she likes to feel useful, but that I needed to feel like I was in charge. And we agreed that I would task her with specific things I wanted assistance with rather than just let her decide what I needed. I was so proud of myself. Less than 24 hours later, She arrived at my house with prenatal vitamins I didn't ask for and didn't need because I had already been taking my own. Added to that, I deliberately didn't tell her or anyone else exactly what I'm due so that she couldn't book leave from work around that time to, quote, help. Please note, help is code for arrive, treat me like I don't know what I'm doing, and take over the running of my house and life. But took it upon herself to listen covertly in on a conversation for how many weeks I thought I was and do a due date calculator herself, which really creeps me <laughs> out. But she acted as though this is entirely normal, non-stalkerish behavior. On one level, I'm hurt because I thought we'd had such a clear and open conversations. And on another, now I now just don't know where to go with this. I want her to be excited because it's her first grandchild, but I also constantly feel the need to remind her where the boundaries are, which is painful for both of us as she takes everything terribly personally. Like I'm being cruel by enforcing boundaries that I know I deserve. At the same time, the stress of having to manage her is having an impact on my own excitement. I want her to be involved. I want her to enjoy her grandchild. And I want to make good use. I want to make use of the good advice I know she has. But every time she does something like this, it makes me want to hold her and everyone I know at arm's length and tell them to leave me alone. I'm being crazy. I just don't know how else to approach this. Please help XX. You're definitely not crazy. I've definitely had a similar issue. Your mother will never change. And it is a conversation you're going to keep having to have over and over. That being said, your mother has done this. Uh, She, I would hope, knows what she's doing. And there is a grace in being like, fine. Like when my mom comes over, I'm like, do whatever you want to do. Just do not bother me while I'm working. And like cut to my mom, you just see her outside like rearranging the patio furniture. (laughs) Like 
whatever. It's all so harmless and all they want to do. It's not, at least in my family, it's not about control. It's, they Uh just so want to be involved. And the truth is she probably knows a lot more than I do. And I'm tired. You want to go hold the baby? You want to give her that pacifier? Great. Do it. Goodbye. I think our generation is so taught, like, you're a badass diva mama bitch. Like, you take control. Let these older women, if they're not giving your kids cigarettes and she's not, like, forcing some weird religious dogma down your kid's throat, like, let her do that stuff. Let her throw you a shower. Who fucking cares? Like, you have other, you're already carrying the child. And I totally hear you about when they do things like that, you know, it mitigates your own enthusiasm. So she has to return the vitamins. You know, you can keep having that conversation and you can say to her, like, I want you involved. But when you do stuff like that, you know, it upsets me and she'll say, I hear you. And then she'll do it again because deep down she doesn't actually care. And she just wants to help the way she wants to help. And that's what moms do. So you got to find a way to make peace with that because you will drive yourself crazy if you can't find Zen within that chaos. Hey mom, I need to go lay down. Like, remember you're her daughter. She wants you to be, I need to go lay down. Can you do this ironing? She would love to do it. My mom folded every single one of Sierra's onesies and washed them. Like they just want to be useful. You got to yeah, find a way around it. she's not respecting our question askers. She's not like, going request to. Request for boundaries. And she's not That's going not- to. You're going to drive yourself. I'm just saying, because I've been there. You're going to drive yourself crazy. So you can keep saying and being heard. What, you, what your mom can do what, is remove her feelings being hurt. You'd be like, this is not about your feelings. This is about me. And I want, and you can say, because I've said this to my mom. I'm like, I want all your wisdom. I want all of your help and advice. And I've said to her, but when you constantly bombard me with it, it makes me not want to hear any of it. And my mom understood that. I also just chose, like my mom is not passive aggressive, but like sometimes I just don't answer texts or just don't pick up the phone. Like I just carve it out for myself. When she visits, it takes a couple days to like figure out how we're going to be around each other. And then it's fine. You have to just yeah, keep saying woman- it has Aww. already like taken time off work and is just going to show up at her house when she's trying to spend time with her baby, no. and her new baby and her husband. No, y- you think it's going to be that, but it's not. You guys are going to be so exhausted and you will be kissing your mom's feet that she wants to like change the baby while you take a fucking nap. Your husband's going to be tired. If your mom, if she can come in in stealth mode and do stuff, great. You of course don't want to like worry about her, but like Try to get it to where there's a way your mom comes over, brings food, sits with the baby for two hours. Mom, I need to go take a shower and lay down. Can you be with the baby? Your mom would love to do that stuff. So just Mm -hmm. don't make the mistake of thinking you're going to be in this like cocoon of bliss with your husband and she's like intruding. You're going to be so tired at 6 a.m. after you've been up three times and your mom comes over at eight and you can go have breakfast, take a fucking walk, take a shower make use her and her neurotic enthusiasm to your benefit she's not going to be there 24 unless she's staying in a guest room but like or you can just have to talk to her and be like i need you to do x y and z you know she already did that and then she came over with vitamins so what i just feel like in this podcast we always advise setting boundaries with like men like that dad who called her a whore but the women were like i mean whatever she wants to do no way you can set those boundaries i'm just saying your mom's not gonna listen so you gotta find a way to make peace with that and you just be like thanks i don't need these vitamins like you've got to be okay with saying thanks but no thanks like not letting it penetrate 
But I'm telling you, you're going to have that baby and your perineum is going to be on fire or your C-section scar is going to be oozy and you're going to want a fucking break and Nana will be there hopefully to like take that baby. And yes, it will drive you crazy, but it'll be nice to take a dump if you even can in peace. You'll see. I don't want to say you'll see. I'm just saying I have a nanny and sometimes like this morning, like did I have a little too much wine at my birthday dinner? Yes. Did I feel like hot trash that like I really needed to sleep till 9 a.m. today? Yeah. Did I pump breast milk at 6 a.m. half awake for my baby anyway? For sure. But I felt really rich when I like came in and it's like, "Mm, mommy can't hold you now. She's got to go back to sleep. It was nice to have somebody there to watch the baby. So mommy mm-hmm. could sleep because mommy had too much orange wine. Whoops, it is. It's hard to take care of your hair when there's, quite frankly, too many options. Of course, you're skeptical. Everything promises to give you all the answers you ever wanted that genetics couldn't give you. But when pros says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Every bottle of pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. I love that pros goes in depth. I mean, they asked me my zip code to understand how the water in my area affects my hair. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love the results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash askaliza. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash askaliza for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash askaliza. Eliza, my boyfriend and I have been together for three years now, but I'm unsure what to do. I've been paying for pretty much everything since we got together. He isn't working and has a hard time keeping a job. I'm working as a house cleaner that is only $16 an hour and we live almost an hour out of the city, so I drive a lot. I'm stressed about money and it's causing relationship troubles. He also drinks quite a lot and now has started working a bar. What should I do? Break up with him. What do you mean? What should I do? Clean house. Break. What is this? Do you have kids together? No. Why are you paying for this guy? Why can't he have a job? No. What? Why did you even write in? <laughs> I know you're listening to this in the car. He got a job, but it's at a um, bar. At a bar so. because he's an alcoholic. Why are you doing? What is wrong with girls? Basically, you just wrote in. You're like, hey, Eliza, here's all the reasons I should break up with this guy. Should I break up with him? You've answered your yeah. own question. Oh, my God. Yeah. There are other loser men you can date. This guy sucks. Mm-hmm. And if he cared about you, he would have gotten a job. He's an alcoholic and he got a job at a bar. What should I do? Leave him at that bar. Oh my God. Yeah. Guys. Now I could he have, has a job so you don't have to feel guilty. He can go support himself. I could have been answering so many questions about bridesmaids. You <laughs> asked me this. Get, yeah, get rid of him. He wants to come back clean with a real job. Great. But three years, you're not a doormat. Jesus Christ. Oh. Top of the cob. Tip of the cap. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob is I got asked to perform at an event for a, oh, a company called Frida. And there's Frida Mom. And it's like they make like wellness, like health 
products, not health products, but post-baby care products and baby products for women. You know, a perineum care kit, a C-section kit, uh, and then various products for your baby. Um, And I was a fan of the brand prior. They didn't ask me to do this, nor did they pay me for this statement that I'm making. Um, But it was one of those like really lovely lady events where there's like balloon sculptures. Would I have balloon sculpture? No, but it was really pretty to look at. And like cookies in the shape of boobs and vaginas. And they were really good cookies. And all the women there. And it was co-hosted by Kathy Hilton. And so we got to go to her house and, you know, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my God, a big house. But it was, and I'm not a Real Housewives person and I know who she is because of their family, but it was very cool to be in a house that is so big that there's like an entire floor, like just to store decorations. And the (laughs) event was like so, it's like what you would want for yourself if you had all the resources in the world. The event was so elegant and lovely and all the women there were dressed so impeccably. And it was just kind of funny. I've always thought like, wow, I've done really well in life and I'm really proud of the money that I've made. And like I showed up in all black, which no woman there was wearing black, but that's fine. That's a personal style choice. And like, Mm -hmm. I came with like my little Prada bag and I was like, here I come. And like the first woman I talked to, like her diamond earrings were the size of my front door. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, (laughs) I'm trash. Let me just get in my manager's shitty Tesla and we'll just drive back to my, what I thought was a nice neighborhood. (laughs) Right. That's like a full different, I mean, cause I was, I told you, I've seen that house. I've seen her house on the show and it's just like, I feel like you know it's a class equal house when it just is that really stunning landscape backyard where you're just like, oh, what a lot. Like the event lovely. is there and it's just lovely. And and it's like, oh, this is perfect. It was just lovely to give people a context of where, you know, like it's the house is somewhat in the neighborhood of like where the Playboy Mansion is. Like it's mm. there's, you know, and so it was just cool. I'm not like a crazy like Hilton fan. Like for me, it wasn't about being a fan as much as just being around women who um, are just dripping in wealth in a, in a different way than you see like comics or other people in Hollywood. And it was just kind of, of course, I was very comfortable there because I have an education. So I always feel I belong places, but it was just a beautiful event. And they had like an ear acupressure booth we're not booth but like you could get these little ear seeds put in your ear and they're 24 karat gold and i got them they had a massage station they had uh, a nail uh a manicure station they and then of course there were all the frida products which they told me about like their philanthropy work and how much they donate and i was so excited to pick up some products to gift to my sister-in-law and my cousin um because their products are so great and it was just a really lovely event and megan trainer uh i guess we had like she like left a comment once on one of my videos I made once. And I always remember like, oh, Megan Trainer, this really famous singer likes myself. And she was there and she was so down to earth. And they handed out cake and the cake was really big. And they had appetizers, but I didn't eat any of it because I don't partake until after I've worked. So I did my stand up and then I had oh. some cake and it was great. It was lovely. And I had in fake hair and it looked really good. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was just a lovely day that I wore black diesel combat boots too. But I think the stand-up was fun. I talked about ugly bras and halfway through my set, I realized none of these women have ugly bras because they're <laughs> all in expensive French underwear. But yeah, it was a nice time. So thank you for having me, Kathy Hilton and Frida. And I had a lovely time. Those cookies were delicious. Yeah. I, I love going to a nice event and just loading up on snacks. Yeah. All right. My uh, my top of the gob is now with my current job. You know I love a freebie. And if I still worked for you, I would have demanded a cookie. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah. now at this current job, sometimes I get mailed movies before they come out. Ooh. And that is my dream. Uh, so I get very excited every time I get it. And it's always through UPS because it's from some like fulfillment center oh of like the early releases. And I'm yeah. like, oh, they're here. What's in this box? And every time I'm so pumped. Uh, you know what? Uh, I was going to do different bottom of the cob about my dog barking at literally everything. But now I'm going to do <laughs> my bottom of the cob is I also receive screeners because I'm in <laughs> SAG. And it is so, so wasteful. Like, I have a Netflix account. Please yeah. let me tell you that. Do not send me whole DVDs because it's not 2007 of shows that I've watched. Please, the, Guild. I can't believe they haven't. Film Independent, the 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 Indie Spirit Awards, I'm a, I'm a voting member. Um, they used to send physical, but this past two years, they just give you a link to a, a screening link. room and all 15, 20 movies are in that link and you have until X day to watch them. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense. It makes sense. It's not wasteful. You know, they've got some archaic contract with this DVD company, some crotchety old dude in the valley is just raking it in. It is so bad for the environment to get these DVDs that you're never going to, and just throwing them out constantly. And they're all made of like orangutan hearts or whatever. So mm -hmm. fuck you guys. Please figure this out, please. And just, we're not even watching half of them. And it's all already online. I've already seen it. And we've opted you out. Like, I remember we yes. went and like opted you out of physical mailings multiple times, but there are just so many random awards bodies that then send you more stuff. It, it makes me not want to vote for it if you send it to me. <laughs> That's my bottom. What's your bottom? My bottom is um, I'm having hot dogs for dinner tonight, but I saw a really gross picture today of Alf eating a hot dog. And now I'm, I was excited for my dinner and now I'm not. Yeah, I have to be honest. What was that fact that came out recently that like every hot dog you eat takes 30 minutes off your life? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm missing years. I love a hot dog. Okay, so I'll say goodbye to you now. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.